1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Oh, hell yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, is this going to be the last show that we hear Jimi Hendrix? I mean, Lee has asked us to send over the
3: song requests. Oh, mine's in. Mine is in. I actually had to pick from three,
0: too, so I feel like I... I, You know, I might need to steal yours, Jonas.
3: Nah, that just... You're just going
0: to have a disappointing song.
3: Are they going be. to be on tomorrow? No. When will they be on? Are you,
2: why, why, why are you so quick to answer that, Lee? You don't think we could get turnaround that quick here? Mm, what are you trying to say?
0: Mm, maybe. He are you trying to surprise
3: no. us on a hump day? He said no quick as hell. If you Damn. <laughs> I mean, uh, tomorrow? No. Shook <laughs> Immediately shook his head.
4: <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, we could try.
2: There's a lot going on. Listen, it's a busy time. Uh, what is Lee have going to on? Is that, but
0: it's not Lee doing it, right?
4: No, no, Lee's not doing it. Okay. Lee's in a better, if it, if it were better me, mood would, today. for me, it would be in tomorrow, for sure. Vito could do it.
3: Vito can do it all. Vito
4: can do it all. Yeah, he can. That's,
3: That's the, my guy. He came in t- uh, yesterday. He was in. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in Yeah, when we were leaving out.
2: More yeah. sweet... Uh, what was it, an up on game or a Stick City? Uh,
3: huh? You had know, like a cool little. Uh, I like that. know, some Stick City some good, gear. Some good merch. It is some really good merch. Yeah, actually. it is. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you get your Stick City merch. By the way, it's it's, uh, holiday. it's a holiday. Nice yeah. stocking stuffer. Yeah, know. yeah. Or not even a stocking stuffer. Just dope, dope. Dope gear to wear, or you
2: could do what Rob Parker does and just uh, yeah. put it on a rack out in the break room and hope that all the editors <laughs> <laughs> will fork out sixty five dollars for well, a, for an odd couple. We didn't packs. put a logo that, over logo. I couldn't logo think
0: over. of a better person to stuff your stocking than
3: yeah. uh, Stick City. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that, be, oh,
3: I mean, I mean, stick it in, stick the sticks in. You know. What yeah. I mean?
0: if, if you want to, if you want to stuff that stocking, there's there's no other place you to you go. Stuff
3: that stocking with some sticks. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean. That's right. That is a great point. Make sure it's a big stick that you're sticking into that stock, stocking the stuff too, you know. Great point. There you go. Great point. Feel good about that, Sam? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? It was teetering? It was teetering? Okay. All right. All right.
2: Sam, just want to be clear here.
3: I had nothing to do with that. I I had nothing to do uh, with this.
2: I'm just trying to play nice because I don't want to – we're not trying to piss off uh, Iowa Sam here. All right. I mean, you
3: you do know that that's dumpable, right? The P.O. word, you know. Can't say that. We're okay. Okay. Okay, good. All right. Well, listen, uh, I know this. It's we do this outfit.
2: show. It's a good outfit. <laughs> I, ain't that. I
3: only, I only <laughs> caught a glimpse, but, you know, it's is It's a good outfit. <laughs> Stick City, baby. Tra- tra- traffic looks fine. Yeah.
2: Uh, we're doing the show live from the tirerack.com <laughs> studios. Tirerack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. What is that leather? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look, we opened up the show talking about that Monday it night was. football game last night. Yeah. And, um, Hey, you know what? What? It happened. It did happen. Uh, That was a game. Whatever it happened was. Uh, And, uh, you know, Cairo Santos. uh, You know, I mean, listen, I texted somebody last night. Uh, Scott Shapiro is a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan. He's our Lord and Savior. And I told him, listen, you know, Fuad Revez and Kevin Butler would be proud because that was a kicker's fest last night and a turnover fest, and it looked like old-school 1990s NFC Central football. But it does bring up the conversation that we were having over the past couple of weeks. When you're looking at comeback player of the year, Josh Dobbs has got to be in the conversation for Comeback Player of the Year, seeing what he's done, bouncing around the league, just looking at everything that he's accomplished thus far from all these different difficult situations he's been in. And Minnesota, even though it didn't look good last night and he had the turnovers without Justin Jefferson, they do have the final wild card spot in the NFC. And I noticed something that there's also another name that has popped up in the Comeback Player of the Year award list. And I want to see if you guys know who that is. If you had to guess, who might be a surprise candidate or somebody you didn't think you'd see in the Comeback Player of the Year award race? If you had to guess.
0: If I had to guess, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the criteria that would be involved. You you couldn't include Russell Wilson, could you? Uh, He's in there.
2: Is he in there? He's in the discussion. But
3: he played. Yeah, 20-1. to Well, but he played poorly. So maybe that's what he's coming back from. Is that what the definition is then? Yeah, I don't know what the definition
2: is. Well, it's kind of... uh, I
0: thought it was coming off of injury.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, look, DeMar Hamlin
3: is obviously the favorite. He's still the favorite. He's still the favorite. He said if he played one play, he's getting it. We did say that at the beginning of the year. I
0: mean, look, no disrespect. I just... Dobbs' season's been unbelievable. Despite even last night's game, they still had a chance to win it in the end. And but don't you think? Know, that's the first three-plus interception game he's had in the NFL or college. But
3: like he's never had that before. I get that, but deflection. let's be clear. Yeah, exactly. That man basically was on his way up out of here on the field in front of the, the entire viewing audience. If he played one play, if he came back and played one play, we said this at the beginning of the year. Yeah, well, you said it, Jonas. I don't want to take credit for what you said. But I don't care. He's, I get so much if stuff he wrong, played, If he played one down of football, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the only reason why they brought him back was just to get him on the field for one play. I don't think he's played. He hasn't played since, right? He hasn't been uh, active.
2: He, he played – what was the game that they lost in primetime, the Bills? Seems like there's been a lot of those. But there was a game they lost – oh, man uh, – where he was brought out defensively in a, for a couple of series late because think was it's
3: only, I think the only reason why he is on that roster is for the elements of comeback player of the year. And feel good stories surrounding the franchise.
2: Okay. Here's the interesting name that has all of a sudden popped up on the
3: list. Uh oh. Aaron Rodgers. If he comes back and plays one down of football, that's the guy. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, DeMar. I know you was about dead. and You was ready to be up out of here, <laughs> I, but I'm sorry, Demar. D- D- Aaron Rodgers is going Trumpy. One, one play. If he if he trots his ass out on that field for one play and comes off. He's getting it. He's he's in the running right now. So Rogers is at ten to
2: one. This is according to DraftKings. Demar Hamlin's the favorite at a minus one seventy five, and then you've got Tua Tagovailoa at at uh, two fifty. So didn't he's Tua plus play last
3: year? He did, but he got hurt. He got hurt, but he did. He still played. And then you've got weird man. Well, a comeback. I thought a comeback player meant you had to come back from something but, like, really bad, know. like that took well, you away. An and injury that's, like and that's season where,
0: like with the Demar Hamlin thing it's like he's back but it's like he's not playing as much as some of the other guys who are up for it right
3: I mean he's not playing at all
2: really Lee how many snaps does Demar Hamlin have this year I'm going to say under 10 cuz I know he played a handful of snaps uh in a in a game due to injury and then for the most part he's been he's a healthy he's been scratch. in
0: two games cuz he's got a tackle in two games this season Two and,
2: games, and he's been a healthy scratch majority of.
0: I think I'm i I'm saying he's played in three games. Excuse me.
2: If Rogers comes back in the same season, he tore his Achilles. Over, it's that's, over. That's it. That's it. That's it. Story's written.
0: And that's I think pretty crazy.
2: And and I do think he is going to come back. I 100% believe that he will, and I don't care that they're going to be out of the playoffs and they're bad. I think he's got everything to prove, and this was a situation where, like, you had, like, I don't know if you saw, Greg Doyle, uh, who covers, he's been covering sports for a long time in Indianapolis, but he sent out a tweet a few days ago in which he said that he doesn't believe that Rodgers actually tore his Achilles that you know, Rogers has lied before about things, so on and so forth, and and that right
3: there.
0: Listen, I know. hey, by the way, that's why people are going to AI <laughs> because that, that's where journalistic
3: integrity go. is.
1: There you
2: go, because the AI is not at going to do that. Yeah. That's, that's where it's
3: at. Is, yeah, they're not going to do uh,
2: that. But I I look at it and I go, this is exactly why Rogers would come back just to be like, look for anybody that's still got bad blood and still uptight about you know the immunized crap that went on a couple of years ago. All right, I got something for you. Same season, I tear my Achilles. I'm going to do what nobody else has done. If he comes back and plays, Rodgers is going to win comeback.
3: Can I ask there. you a question about Aaron Rodgers? It's totally off topic, but if Aaron Rodgers was a, a Ritz cracker eater, would he use cheese or would he use peanut butter and jelly? Do you uh, think he's a peanut butter and jelly uh, type of guy? Where are you going with this? I'm like, just this curious, is, huh? Well, what, like, I like for instance, if Aaron Rodgers were to eat Oreo cookies, do you think he just eats them, or does he take the pop, pop one of them off and and you know hit the icing up before he eats it, or doesn't even eat the outsides at all? I, a weird
2: I, question. See, I have question. I but uh, but I, I, I did mean, hear that t- I did hear that Lee ignores the middle. On an Oreo for some reason. Just so no, what? So <laughs> What? That's what
3: I heard.
5: That's okay, so you're going to shoot okay. the messenger? You're so stupid. Okay,
3: <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> and you're able to what? tell a lot from Lee by the fact that, that he is... skips the middle and he just wants the outsides that, that of is, the that Oreo. No, no, okay. so that's that what is I was just crack. trying to understand about, you, about Aaron Rodgers. And,
2: and by the way, on the Ritz Cracker question, who puts jelly on a Ritz cracker. I've only heard just peanut butter or cheese. I've never heard jelly is an option on a Ritz cracker. Peanut butter and jelly.
3: Yeah, just you peanut butter. You went and put peanut butter and jelly on a on a cracker? Nah, just peanut butter. Huh. Well, I've heard of peanut butter and jelly being on a cracker. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well,
3: I'm offended. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Tom.
2: So that being said, okay, Rod, <laughs> thank you, Greg.
3: Sam, have you ever done it? <laughs> a jelly with the peanut butter and Ritz cracker? Peanut butter and jelly on a cracker. I, I have not. It would be fine. It seems like a lot of work. Why? Yeah, that's the point. There's not just a lot of surface area. Yeah, it's
0: not a lot of surface area. Yeah.
3: I mean. It just feels like it would fall off. But what if you got goobers? It sounds good. Goobers. Oh, is that like the mix? It's the mix. Oh, that's <laughs> they la- still
6: make that?
2: <laughs> laziest invention on planet Earth. Was is it? Years. Yeah, come on. Like one at a
3: time. All right. Well, anyways, I just wanted to know if, uh, like, well, how you think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' mind works. Because honestly- I think like, he'd spread a ayahuasca on his with Ritz cracker So ah. you think he would go with like cheese- like Cheese and whiz with ayahuasca. Che- cheese whiz, whiz is good. Yeah. But easy cheese in the can- because I want to know how a guy that can come back from that type of an injury in the same season and the amount of time that like what how does his mind is he using the right or the left side is he using the frontal lobe or you know the the, the cortex What is that the cortex of uh, like what parts of they say you only use 10% of your brain. Aaron Rodgers may use a larger percentage of his brain, and that's why he's able to come back from that injury. So I was just wondering what what we might think his habits of how he eats crackers would be. Just help me out I don't know. a little bit. I mean, he should be uh, returning yeah. to practice soon. You think so? Yeah. Like next week? I mean, that's the conversation that's happening. That's wild as hell, man. I know. That's wild, bro. <laughs> like it's so uh, like what is it called? Like. Uncomprehensible, incomprehensible. Like it's just like. To, it's less than I know three what months. that. I know what that S felt like for me when I tore my Achilles tendon, and I've dealt with pain very well in my life. That was the worst pain I have ever endured in my life. I've been in a motorcycle accident. I have. I have dealt with some serious issues, pain-wise, and that Achilles tendon post surgery pain had me like you know how you be in so much pain off of something or something just it it hits you and it hurts you so bad that you have to pause in 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 the moment of what you're feeling, and then tears start moving on you, and you don't even have control over it, like I was in tears and had so many pause moments like. <sighs> Like, 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 shake your fingers type pain. That pain is so intense. That's just, that just blows me away. That just blows me away that that he would actually be able to get through that type of pain that quickly. By the way, work out the scar tissue because when they're breaking that scar tissue down in your Achilles heel, in your leg. That is some of the wildest pain as well. It's just a lot of pain involved with with that Achilles tendon. You got to break up the scar tissue. You got to stretch it back out. You got to keep stretching it. You got to strengthen strengthen your your foot. You got to strengthen your ankle. You got to strengthen your calf. Can, so can I ask this? Yeah, sure. Is there a
0: chance he's on the Ballifer Comeback Player of the Year? purely based on media speculation. I mean, if you think yes. about it, yeah, yes. probably. Why would you why would you risk coming back
3: to be well, able why to would, say you did? Yeah. Yeah, that's it because they're For not going to have any playoff hopes at that point. Yeah, this is purely personal, I would assume. I,
2: Glazer, <laughs> I think Glazer had the report on Fox a couple of weeks ago that Rodgers even he his idea is even if he's not able to move at a hundred percent, which is you know, obviously he probably wouldn't be it happened less than three months ago, that he still wants to come back because he wants to prove
3: that he can do this and do it in the same yeah, season. Yeah, it's a personal this is yeah. a personal thing. Hundred percent. And it's and personal. he'll be remembered and he'll be remembered forever for being the guy who came back in the same season that that ruptured his Achilles tendon and came back the same exact year from rupturing his Achilles tendon. And that will be one of the one of the crowning moments of, of his career is that he was able to do something that no one else has ever ever done. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and I don't doubt that. I, I guess I just kinda look at it and say, you know how some sports book will be sports books will be. They'll put it out there if people are willing to put their money on it. Oh yeah. Even if there's no chance that hey, they actually Can
3: you imagine if he did it though. Like the people oh, who take incredible. that bet. The people who take incredible. that bet. Yeah. Jeez. I,
2: I I would be at this point more surprised if he doesn't come back and play than if he does I would be I, looking at his his back.
3: closest friends and seeing if they're placing bets on his return that's what I would want to do like if you could get a hold of AJ and ask him if he's placing any bets on A-Rod coming back to be the comeback player of the year and he said yes I'm 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 gonna put so, I'm gonna put a substantial amount of money down.
2: Listen, AJ's a broadcast professional. He wouldn't. Very you know, true. Like, uh, well, if he's told, you act, you if he like told you,
3: Q in confidence that I'm not betting it, but I'm just saying, if I were a betting man, I bet it. I'm betting. it. Yeah, but you act like
0: I, a- I AJ. Almost Hawks I almost think it's. I almost think it's a little bit like negligent for Jonas to throw it out there without the caveat or disclaimer, because you're almost giving bad betting advice. Like you're making people aware of it who may go lay out that bet when really it could be a loser. And I would be 100% blaming Jonas Knox in this case. Oh, I just, I,
2: I, think it's like you know we're talking about you know people broadcasters gambling like you like Lavar acts like AJ's ever come on this network before and talked about betting on the comeback at the Kentucky oh, yeah.
0: Derby or anything. Lavar's like heard about, about that bet though, haven't you? Yeah, he's heard no. that before. I oh, it's have. actually tell me, it's actually, it's actually a great bet. <laughs> so at the Derby, when everyone's betting on obviously the races. AJ and Aaron and like a few of the other Packers guys, they have a whole crew that goes every year. They bet on what's called the comeback bet. So they bet on the first horse to come back once they're finished to be the first one to like in like off the track. Hmm. So they call it the comeback bet. It's pretty amazing because everyone starts cheering. All right. They They all start cheering when the race is over <laughs> no, like, what no. the heck is happening
3: because <laughs> like, the race is the bet is not over yeah
2: no it's, it's not like, over whoever like comes back anything.
3: first yeah dang
2: yeah. it's just it's you know cool. yeah that uh that that's how it works so look it's i'm just saying cool. uh if comeback player of the year if that's something you want to gamble on there's oh, an opportunity I wonder if they have leather
3: so. on while they're riding them horses. Well, i hope
2: so Definitely hope so. It is two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. lavar ah, Arrington, Brady ah, Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. All right, it's coming up next here from the tirerack.com studios. We do have a decision that was made that involves somebody getting a lot of money. We'll explain why that is. It's a football story hey, for you here, and hey, it's on Fox Rockies Sports Radio.
1: Leather. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Errington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six AM Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
6: I the king. king
5: Wow. A, a yin yang
3: twin Christmas Carol? Huh. Wow. I been hearing it all. <laughs> hey, hey hey. No, no, not fat Albert. No. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's fat Albert. Hey, Ruby. Rudy, why your why's your eye black? <laughs> Was there a Hey hey Mushmouth?
2: Was there somebody called Blinky on that show? Did he hit you?
3: No. I thought there was Blinky. No. Oh well. I whatever. think Mushmouth is the one that had the, mush- the his skull cap pulled over his face. <laughs> Mushmouth. Let me mush look mouth. you up.
2: Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here Hello. on Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. Coming up, less than twenty minutes from now, we are going to close up shop here with another edition of You and You Out. That'll be yours here from the TireRack. dot com studios. Uh, apparently money is not, uh, much of an issue for Texas A&M. Uh, they already, owe what, what is Jimbo Fisher getting? What's he getting? Like 77
0: million, something like that. Yeah. Like 77 million. Not Not all at once though. It gets paid out over a period of years. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, Mike Elko, who's the Duke head coach. Uh, He is now the next head coach at Texas A and M. He will take over in College Station. What they going to pay him? Well, uh, here's the uh, contractual numbers that we're looking at here. Uh, Ultimately, this, according to ESPN, it's a six-year contract, get a base salary of seven million dollars per year, but with several college football playoff, uh, yeah, several college football playoff incentives here. He gets one million dollars for a college football playoff appearance. Forty three. One point five for advancing to the college football playoff quarterfinals. Forty four point five. Or winning the SEC.
0: <sighs> 2 well, million- that's, that's per year, by the way, if he had any of those incentives in each year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow.
2: Two million dollars for a college football playoff semifinal appearance, two point five for a college football playoff game uh title game appearance, three point five million for because a national title. Wow. And the contract includes $11 million salary pool for assistants and support staff. And, uh, yeah, he's getting paid. And he's off, uh, off leaving Durham and in College Station to take over there for the Aggies.
0: Which I'll be honest with you, it's, it's not – I mean, I, I like the way the contract is structured for Texas and m You know, it, it's not, you're not paying him close to the top. He's very well paid, don't get me wrong. But this is a university that's paying off a guy who's making $77 million not to coach. So from that standard, it's like, well, that's not that much. Right? I mean, Lavar, you just crunched the numbers. What were you we saying somewhere in the forties for a seven year deal? Yes. I mean, Jimbo getting more. Yes. So, you know, I, I think it's a smart structure because they're essentially rewarding him for success, which is ultimately what you want to do. So he's rewarded and, and I'll say this if they win a national championship, okay, three point five million, is that what the bonus is? Yeah. Now, of course, like if he makes all of those incentives along the way, like what would that add up to? That's another what seven million on top of that. Like Something you like said, that.
3: That, that's th- if it were yearly. You're you're talking about yeah, like seven million, seven point five. So so it
0: takes you up to about fourteen point. So you'd be the highest paid in that case, based on what you've earned.
3: It's a six year deal.
0: Six or seven. Yeah,
3: six. six six year deal. Yeah. yeah so plus that's plus he's in Texas. So that helps. But no state income tax. Yeah, it helps.
0: Um, but but the general point is this: is you're rewarding him for the success of their team. You're not just giving him a big you know bunch big sum of money and saying here you go, like we we trust that you'll you know figure it out. And we'll win a national championship. And so the the point is, it's a smart structured contract compared to what they just dealt with with Jimbo Fisher. And I, I'd say this: even if you pay an additional seven million and they win a national championship. Do you not think the university is going to make more? I mean, seven million for a national championship to your head coach through all those incentives, on top of the you know so what fourteen million, whatever it is, total in one year. That's chump change compared to what the university is actually going to make if Texas a and was to win a national championship. So I, th- I think this is a very well structured contract that could work for both parties. If Mike Elko is successful. He'll get compensated like one of the top coaches in college football, or the top coach, and you know, if if he's not, he won't. And and that actually saves the downside risk for Texas San M in this case, given again, the monumental largest in the history of college football buyout that we saw for Jimbo Fisher. I'm just
2: a little confused because I, I like I was hearing that Ryan Day was Interested in the job, or they were interested in him. So I'm a little confused as to. It feels like there was a lot of reports and rumors out there that just kind of died over the week.
0: Those were legitimate, though.
2: Were they? Yeah. Did didn't Urban was Urban Meyer laughing at the report or something like
3: that? When well, Feldman it was
0: Bruce Feldman's up? report. So yeah. if you're going to take a shot at the report, you'd be taking a shot at Bruce. Which I, I could promise you this: they were legitimate in the sense of at least how Texas. I felt that maybe they could get an interview from that, which was what the report was.
2: Do so. you do you think Ryan Day would have? seriously entertain the job why not
0: i I, yeah i would say to lavar's point generally you should always entertain every opportunity yes like i talk about this all the time from a front office perspective if i'm john lynch and he called the patriots a number of years in a row and asked hey is tom brady available nope okay cool you make them say no (laughs) If if you're Texas A&M and you're saying we want to cast the widest net we can, we call John Gruden maybe we call Ryan. Like you want to call every possible coach you think is a good coach and can help you win, regardless of whatever circumstances that the media or people on the outside talk about. You call them and you ask, and make them say no. If you think they're an upgrade or you think they can help you win, you make them say no before you move on. So I, look, Ryan Day is a great coach. I'm sure Texas A&M was hoping if they lost, maybe there would be an opportunity for them to get him as, as a head coach or at least talk to him about becoming their head coach. It, it's
2: kind of wild that Ryan Day's got only one other loss outside
3: of the Michigan game, And they talk career. about getting rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> told well, people. By way, wild.
0: Th- that's the difference. He's got, what, six losses or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's the difference is if Ohio State doesn't want them and all the Buckeye Nation fans are like, hey, you know, we, well, we can't beat Michigan. Oh, we want to move on. Okay, well, someone else would gladly take Ryan Day's one services. One
3: loss. You're one loss. You're one win away from perfection, and they talking about firing you. I, I, tell, I, I was on social media. I told them people, I said, if y'all were held to the same standard that y'all be holding your coach to for, for one one games and lost games in your own personal life and in your job, you would be fired. You'd be unemployed, right. right? If you had to live up to that standard that you're sitting there judging that man off of, you would have no job. I,
0: I would say this though: growing up in Columbus, Ohio, and living through the John Cooper era, being a recruit for Jim Trestle, and, and understanding it, there's respect there. I, I also think there's a fair amount of hatred. Like, and I think that's it's okay to admit that. Like, I, I've heard people try to downplay that rivalry. It's like, no, man, like. Michigan, Ohio State—they don't like each other. I get that part. Like there, there's there's cattiness too to just people who live in in, oh, in both
3: states. One hundred percent.
0: Well, so all 100%. I'm saying is it's like it's because someone asked the question: If Ohio State went six and six next year, but beat Michigan, would that be a good year? Well, in some people's mind, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which like is like, crazy. like that's how crazy it is. That's in some crazy. people's mind, yes. If they won that one game, regardless of how the rest of the season went, it would be a good season. Yeah. It's crazy to think that way, but that's that's how that rivalry is. It is the greatest rivalry in college football. I would say it argues any rivalry in, in sport. any sport. Yes, In any sport. Yeah.
3: I don't have a problem with, with all of that. I just have a problem with your – your. Cl- I, I told people this when, when the whole Franklin stuff hit because he has two losses over – you know, four losses over the last two years and it's to the same two teams, and I'm like – are you closer to elite or are you closer to mediocrity and and to me if and we talked about this earlier in the show when we talked about right getting fired and and how you run things this is a people ran people led type of of business and industry and category if you're closer to elite I'd rather try to figure out how to get to elite versus Take the risk of I'm going to bring somebody else new in. And although they may be an elite coach, you're still taking the risk and a, a tremendous chance that you may lose where it is that you're at. I mean, remember, we made the point a, f- a couple months ago, Nebraska fans wanted Bo Pelini out. It's crazy. Badly. And they haven't been that good since. He's been the best they've had in a long time. They haven't time. been that good since. So you're right there at it. Fans be you know, and I get it like i said i listen if 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 that's your rivalry, I get it. you know the rivalry was pretty strong still when I went to washington i I hadn't witnessed a rivalry outside of high school, north allegheny north hills i that's a hate rivalry um but at the highest level, it was Washington and Dallas were a tremendously heated uh rivalry it used to be and it was still at that feverish pitch that you could lose every game but as long as you win the games against Dallas it's like it's a it's a win of a season which is crazy to think but that's how our fans a lot of fans thought I get it but I don't I just don't I don't understand why you would be okay with just that win like work to be great it's it's not just about winning the rivalry games I know that's what makes it fun for fans, but it's still talking about winning it as a whole. What does that look like as a whole? Not just one singular part, one singular piece. You're one game away from being perfect. One game. And you'd rather fire him because he didn't win that one game. That's just – I don't. it just doesn't compute well for it, me. It, that's, it's like uh, growing up it was always Hilliard-Davidson and
2: Dublin-Kaufman
0: for me. Oh, my God. Why do you do this? What are you talking about? I mean <laughs> – it's just you, you. You try so hard to act like you're from there.
2: What up, yeah. Pat and Jake? I,
0: I will say this about uh, about Matt Rule in Nebraska. Like they went five and seven this year, which at one point they were five and three. They lost the last four, all one score games though. And like they, I think they sneakily could get in a bowl game if like some other people's uh, other, other squads don't want to go. That are six win teams, that could qualify because they're APR. But I'm not betting against Nebraska, like slowly building back with Matt Rule. Like, I, like we've seen this story before where year one, ah, not quite as good. And then, like, year two, they get better. And year three, they're like, they're competing. And I, I know they're adding a bunch of teams from the Pac 12 uh, in and Oregon and Washington and, and obviously USC and UCLA. But it's going to be an interesting program to watch to see what Matt Rule can do with them.
2: I wonder if Matt Rule called Frank Reich yesterday and was like, hey, man, come out and have a beer. Let's share some stories. You know, let's share some fun stories working with David Tepper with all the millions he paid us to uh, to go ahead and be gone.
0: The crazy thing is, too, if you think about the Matt Rule era in Carolina, they were a far more competitive football team than what the Panthers were this year. I mean, like, they were were a seven-win team was the last two years? Yeah. I mean... Their defense was... Playing much better, they're running the football better. I mean, that's the problem. Is I know there was a bunch of turnover on the roster, but not to the point where they felt they lacked that much competitiveness.
2: Well, did you know that Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply. But up next, it's another edition of You In You Out, and it's yours here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here we are going to have another edition of you and you out coming up here shortly but first it is time for the progressive play of the day the whole trenton gill cairo santos 08. snap right hash angle left santos the kick santos is good from 30 yards And the Bears crawl back in front 12-10 over the Vikings on a 30-yard field goal with 10 seconds to play and what a play it was courtesy of the Bears Radio Network that is your Progressive play today Progressive is making things even easier they will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both Learn more progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE if you've missed any of this show you can check out the podcast that'll be posted up at foxsportsradio.com shortly after we go off the air we will be back on the air coming up tomorrow 6 a.m. Eastern Time 3 o'clock Pacific the return of the BQ News the old P. Petrus Papadakis we're going to hand out some Midweek Awards all of that is yours here coming up on tomorrow's show. But right now, it is time for this.
1: This is really big news. Two pros in a cup of Joe want you to know if they're in. Yeah, please. Or if they're out.
4: All right, leave the lap. What do we got? Guys, we were talking hires. And uh, Sam actually brought this to me. Do you guys Are you guys in or out on the whole Texas A&M dance that Mike Elko was doing with the press conference with the uh, with everyone there present?
3: I was shook up. I'm going to say... I'm going to say I'm in because they were all in unison. They were doing it together. So from the outside, maybe I judge. But from the inside, they looked like they were united. So I'm in.
2: I mean, what's the uh, what's the Mike
0: Elko dance?
3: You what know how it? they were all rocking? That was the one where swaying they were all back swaying and back and forth. That's what they right. do in the stands. Yeah,
0: it's the, it's the 12th man thing. It's a Aww. little strange. Doing it oh, at the There's press some conference. strange stuff out there. I, yeah. I'm all for tradition. It felt like it was was that. Jeez, Sam. Yeah.
4: I don't know. I don't know. They do. They have some weird traditions at Texas and San. Why you so saying. judgmental, like, Sam? Like
3: punting at Iowa. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that's a part of
4: the game. That's not weird. Uh punting, is, uh punting is winning. Hey, by the way, what was the what was the shirt you sent me, Sam?
2: Uh where somebody took an ACDC logo and they said, yeah. Iowa football, you've been understruck. That's right. <laughs> understruck. <Brilliant>. <laughs> <laughs> I think
4: that was Ray Gun. Shout out to Ray Gun.
3: All right. Yeah, Closing shout out Ray Gunn. Ray, gun Ray? Yeah, Ray? Ray gun. Yeah, what up, Ray? What up, Ray? Ray
4: Gun. What else we got? you me. guys In or out on Tory Taylor getting a Heisman vote.
0: Ha! Ow. There you go. I'll put hey. it this way. I'm a voter, and I'm not
3: putting him on my ballot.
4: <laughs> see, LeVar wanted to make fun of punting, but then you see Tory Taylor reading a Heisman vote. So.
3: You just heard what Q said, right? Damn. Well, that's just Brady,
4: you know. Oh, wow. So, Whoa. There's other, there's
3: other people who are, uh, you know. Are enthusiasts. Enthusiasts of the punt. Oh, okay.
0: I'm not saying he shouldn't win the, win the Ray guy.
3: You should he should absolutely
0: win the Ray guy. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Brady. That's Thanks. Apostorous. I appreciate your apostorous, agreement there, Sam. You're not right. completely delusional. No. No. Just a whole lot. You okay up there, Jonas? Somebody yeah. took your toes, buddy. Yeah, a whole
3: lot. Twinkle in his out. toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's doing the Mike
4: Elko out. dancing in there. Weirdo.
3: Weird ass. <laughs> you, weird got-
4: you guys enter out on the Dolphins bringing in Jason Pierre-Paul?
0: Hell yeah. I mean, it, Hi, it's man. unfortunate yeah. though because Jalen Phillips got hurt, and that's why they're obviously making this move. But yeah, yeah, I'm J-P-P's in on you, paul And
2: MetLife well, Turf gets at him again, huh? There's something going on there.
3: Well, the MetLife Turf didn't get. JPP while he was there. Oh, jeez. It was it was the firecrackers. Yeah.
2: You know what, though? Is it too soon for that? He's had a damn good career. Does he have 100 sacks in his career? Almost. And, 94 and, and a half. Still get,
3: And he still gets sacks right now. Still. Today. Today.
4: I wonder if we'll see him on Hard Knocks in season with the Miami Dolphins, which is uh, gets the second episode tonight. Out.
0: In. <laughs> in. For Lee and because I think Mike McDaniel's awesome. So
3: I'm in on Mike McDaniel, yeah, with an S, no yes. S, no S McDaniel, McDaniel. I got it. Right. Josh
0: McDaniels, Josh McDaniels yes. and then Mike McDaniel, all right, and, I, and no relation,
3: okay, yep. I'm good, Obviously. I'm in. What else we got, Lee?
4: Keeping it with uh, the Dolphins is Jarvis Landry's, Jarvis Landry's birthday, hey, oh, happy, happy birthday, characters. Jarvis, Chase Elliott, as well, John Stewart, Cheese Elliott. Chase Elliott,
3: oh. NASCAR driver. I say, who's Cheese? Cheese. That's what we called you back in the day. Cheese. <laughs> what movie? Y'all know what movie? You in or out? Oh, old school. Yeah, cute. Cheese. Cheese. Oh, you got out. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm in on. I'm in on old school. We're going Jonas straight. Chase does, doesn't know that movie. You're my boy, You're Blue. My boy. You're my boy. It's old school, right? Yeah, that's the movie.
4: Guys, it's National French Toast Day.
3: All in. Pancakes, I'm all in.
4: Waffles or French toast? Waffles. I'm all uh,
3: in on a anti Kodiak
0: pancakes. If you guys have those with the protein ones, they're <laughs>
3: awesome. Protein pancakes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the tobacco? Shit. I'm going to stay away. You got it's Kodiak good, now, I'm pancakes. You, if you get you one of those skillet, they healthier for you. French toast joints. Woo! My daughter can do them real well. Oh, oh,
0: oh, all right.